imperative that we really know what I refer to as the biblical narrative of what the Bible has to say about these last days. Not just the last days, but everything of our lives. We need to know what the Bible says about salvation, the Holy Spirit, uh, healing, deliverance, on and on. But as you see today, this is going to be very informative today that uh, you're going to see how important it is that we know what the scriptures say about this time. Amen. So go ahead, Julia. Father, I thank you this morning for the opportunity to once again preach your word. And I ask your blessings upon this time. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rise up within me that I might have the ability to be the preacher and the teacher today of your holy word and be led by your spirit as we go through this message together today. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to have you turn this morning, ladies and gentlemen, to the book of Isaiah and chapter 60. And we'll be looking at verse 2. There will be other things that we look at. But that will be our main uh, body to start with this morning. Isaiah 60, verse 2, and the name of today's title is A Scriptural View of the End Times. A Scriptural View of the End Times. And I'm going to read Isaiah 60, verse 2 for us right now. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. So you see there, there are two very distinct narratives there, talking about darkness, but also talking about the glory of the Lord. And as always this morning, from this same book of Isaiah, from chapter 40, verse 8, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Everything we look at today, folks, again, will be from God's word, and it stands forever. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. But we need to know what the Bible says, amen, without a doubt. That's a no-brainer. But it's not that we need to learn about these end times from a preacher or a prophet, even though they can be very good and can tell us some wonderful things, we need to know what the Bible has to say about this very important subject and what does the Bible say? What does it really have to say? We're going to find out right now. Friends, a huge storm, a very huge storm has formed right now on the horizon of human history. And the Bible has a lot to say about it, a whole lot to say about it. It's already begun, this storm, and many things are accelerating at high speed all around us. The negative is going to continue to intensify, and this is a very serious hour in human history. How many agree that with me this morning? This is a very intense hour of human history. Things are not going to be going back to how they used to be. 
A new norm is emerging. Do you know that this morning? Do you know we're not going back to how things were for years and years? This isn't a bad dream we're experiencing that we are all going to wake up from. This is very real, what's happening around us right now. And that new norm that we're going to be seeing, and it's already started, is, is it's increased darkness, it's increased violence, it's increased troubles, it's increased demonic activity, it's increased perversions, and on and on and on. That is the new norm that we are looking at. But that's not all. A new norm is rising up in the church. Glory to God. As well, God is raising up a church that is going to be prepared. Can I get an amen this morning? He's raising us up even today. He's helping us understand the biblical narrative so that we can be prepared for what's coming because we can't stop it. It's coming. It's not a bad dream. To release his glory into the earth in this very hour of intense darkness. We just read it in Isaiah 60, verse 2. History is moving in a powerful direction. In the midst of all the darkness, there is a glorious direction unfolding. It's unfolding, folks. Don't be surprised if every week we come here and there is a stronger presence of the Lord every week, a stronger moving of the Holy Spirit, some intense times in God inside this building. Don't be surprised at all if it begins to manifest in a very powerful way. We are under the leadership of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. He has a wonderful plan. Can I get an amen? He has a wonderful plan, and it's right here in this Bible. It's right here, and it's been here for many, many, many years. Hallelujah. This is a very unique time we are in right now. The Bible tells us that there is one generation that is very unique to all other generations. The Bible tells us that. It has the most intense negative and the most intense positive happening all at the same time. And folks, we're in it. At least the early stages of it, without a doubt. Intense negative, intense positive, all in one generation happening at one time. And no one, I mean no one, has ever been this way before. The intense darkness and the intense power being released in the earth at the same time. Just think about that. Never before in history has this happened. It's happening now. We are beginning to see the last day's darkness and demonic activity coming forth very strong right now. We see it all around us every day. And we are also in the beginning of a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It will be powerful for those that understand and enter in. I just said something a minute ago. Don't be surprised if it intensifies every week here because the darkness is intensifying. It's not going to slow down. We're not going back to normal. It's a new norm, and we need to know how to navigate through it. Can I get an amen? We need to know what the Lord and what the Bible is telling us. 
this last day's generation will also have more people alive than any time in history. In fact, I think if I know what I'm talking about today, there's somewhere around 8 billion people on the face of the earth. There's more than there's ever been before. The Bible describes that generation more than any other. Did you know that? This generation is described more in the scriptures than any other generation. Did you know that the Bible talks about that time frame more than any other? And we might as well say, well, why? Because it's important, it's unique, it's glorious, and it's terrible, and it's dangerous, and yet it's remarkable all at one time. It's all happening. And you and I, friends, are right in it. We're in it. We're standing right in it, and it's going to keep getting more strong. Intense darkness, intense glory coming. Now, as a pastor, as I look at the body of Christ as a whole, there is a tremendous Bible illiteracy about that time in history, about this end generation. There's a tremendous illiteracy about it. I really believe that the body of Christ is poorly prepared for where things are headed, and we need to learn and be prepared. Again, can I get an amen this morning? We need to learn and be prepared. I would not be doing my job. I would be in big trouble with the Lord if I know what's going on or I start to see what's going on. The Holy Spirit starts to teach me and show me. The more I study and the more I learn about the Word and I see these things unfolding and I refuse to tell you about it, I'm in trouble. And you're in trouble because you won't know unless you take it upon yourself to study the way we all really need to study, which, again, we've been talking about for months and months and months now. Pray and read, pray and read, pray and meditate, pray and study the Word of God. Now we need to know more than ever. If the believers move into that time frame, which we already are, without understanding, it will cause great confusion and fear that can be avoided in the church. John just touched on that a little bit ago. Now in Isaiah 60, verse 2 again, let's read that one more time. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. For behold, great darkness shall cover the earth. Folks, what that is, it's demonic sexual perversion, violence, trouble, all sorts of things. Deep darkness will cover the earth, and as you well know, it has already started. It's already happening. But that's not the end of the story, praise God. At the same time, the Lord is going to arise over his people, you and I, believers, amen, believers in Yeshua, Jesus Christ, believers in the one that came to save us. And we are his children through the blood of Christ and his sacrifice, the gospel message of Christ and him crucified, dead, buried, and resurrected. Hallelujah. We are his children. We are the people of God. He's arising over us with his glory, and it will be seen upon the believers, the Bible tells us. You might ask today, so pastor, are things going to get worse 
or are they going to get better? And the answer is both. <laughs> it's going to get worse and it's going to get better. It's going to get worse and it's going to get better. It will be more intense darkness and lighter for the glory of God upon his people. All again happening at the very same time. Now, in the book of Haggai, the Old Testament prophet of Haggai, chapter 2, verse 6, it says, I will shake the heavens and the earth. Now here the heavens means the sky, the atmosphere. The earth is the dry ground, and it says, I will shake the sea. And in verse 7, I will shake the nations. Everything about what a nation is will and is being shaken. How many see that happening even right now? This nation is being shaken to the core. Nations around the world are being shaken to the core. And he said, I'm going to shake the heavens. He's going to seek the cosmic signs taking place in the heavens. He's going to shake the earth, earthquakes, uh, terrible weather conditions, all these things, all of it happening. And he says, I'm going to shake the very core of the nations. Why, Lord, are you going to shake the nations? In verse 7, we see the answer, again, that they will come to the desire of all nations, it says in Haggai 2, verse 7. Jesus, in the Old Testament, friends, is called the desire of all nations. They will be shaken to look for Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord himself is going to do it. I'm going to shake the nations. I'm going to shake them so that they will look for the desire of all nations. They're going to look for what they've been really looking for all their lives and didn't know it. They're looking for the Messiah. Amen. They're looking for Jesus Christ, and he's going to cause them to look to him. Glory to God. Many people will come to Christ at this time all around the world. The Lord is going to shake what men trust in and thy will, and they will, I should say, look for and find Jesus. Glory to God. How many think that right now in your own little world, my own little world, that things have been shaken pretty rough? Amen. Think about even the structure of the church, what we've had to go through, the shaking in the church with all kinds of different dynamics happening. But even now with this virus and all this stuff going on around us, church is not the same, is it? We can't come here the same as we did before. We can't do things the way we did before. But God is going to arise on his people. No matter how dark it gets out there, the glory of God will be seen rising upon his people. You realize the intensity of that, folks. You realize that promise that I'm reading to you right now. Hallelujah. The Lord is going to shake what men trust in, and they will look for and find Jesus. And then also in Haggai 2, verse 8, and I will fill the temple with glory. Wow, that's the same thing as we've been reading in, in Isaiah 60, the darkness and the glory. Here the things are going to be shaken, Things are dark, but the glory is going to fill the temple. Not only this temple, the, the church, but you and I, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. These are exciting times that we're moving into. 
It might very well be more powerful than the book of Acts before Jesus' return. It could be. I don't know. Who knows? But it could be more powerful than the book of Acts. Hallelujah. It will be challenging in the flesh, but in the spirit it will be the greatest time to be alive for those who love Jesus. Can I get an amen? If you love Jesus this morning, keep your eyes on him. Get your nose in the word. Study out what needs to be studied out and get ready for the glory of God to fill the temple. Hallelujah. We must understand what the Bible says and be accurate in our faith and understanding. Would you agree? We need to be accurate. We can't be like horseshoes and the closest one gets the point. We can't be like grenades and if you get somewhere close, you're going to still blow up the enemy. Amen. We got to know what the word has to say. We can't get saved without the gospel message. You can't get healed without knowing what it, the Bible says about healing and on and on. We got to know what the end times are talking about in the word of God so that we can be instructed properly. And I'm going to do my very best, friends, to make sure that we hear correctly from the word of God. The bottom line is the glorious church in the midst of all the trouble. Both scenarios are happening at the very same time. Many believers will be confused, I should say, by the increasing trouble. I see that happening already. They never hear it taught. They aren't reading their Bible for themselves, and the trouble will confuse people. And what we just heard again earlier this morning Fears will arise. If we don't know where this thing is headed, and if we don't know who's leading the charge, we will be walking in fear, and we will be trembling, and we will think, what in the world is going on? And a lot of people are because they're not being taught the gospel. They're not being taught about much of anything other than, you know, get your new Cadillac and your best life yet and all this stuff, they're looking in the wrong direction. They're listening to the wrong message. We need to know what the gospel is all about. We need to know what the cross is all about. And we need to know what the end times are all about. Can I get an amen this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But they'll be confused by the increasing trouble. Again, talking about believers. They never hear it taught. They aren't reading their Bible for themselves and the trouble will confuse the people and fears will arise. If we don't have the biblical storyline, nothing will make sense. They might say, what's going on? I thought it was going to get better. Where is this thing going? Where is God even on, in all of this? If people know what's going on, though, and why it's happening, then they can have confidence, amen. I don't know about you, but I want to have confidence in these days. Not in myself or something out here, but in the, the Word of God. This is, this is Jesus. This is God right here, amen. Many people will and are choosing the dark side, though. Many believers will as well, sad to say. If we don't know and understand the Bible storyline on these things, people, even believers, will accept the secular way of believing, which, of course, is false 
teaching or very bad teaching on, on these subjects. You see, when a person is fearful, and we can all attest to this, they make very bad decisions. Jesus said about the end-time generation that men would be overcome with fear. Men are being overcome now. There's more and more going to be overcome. Why? Because they don't know the biblical narrative. They're not walking in confidence. They're not walking saved. They're not walking filled with the Spirit. They're not walking looking for a greater knowledge of the Scriptures to be able to lead them and guide them. In other words, get on that narrow path because we got to get through a narrow gate and we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Amen this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. They're full of fear because they don't know and understand what the Bible teaches about these times. It's either the Bible or many, many confusing voices. Many Christians will become offended at God even during this time because they don't understand and become mad and angry. They didn't know the biblical way. Deception will be very prevalent, even in the church. You must know your Bible, and we must know Jesus. We must know our Bibles, and we must know Jesus. When you study what Jesus said about the end times, he taught far more about deception than he did about tribulation. He warned the church. Are you aware of that today? He taught more about deception than he did tribulation. And it's all there for us to see. Don't be deceived. Hear what I have to say. Hear what the Scriptures have to say. He talked about this generation more than any generation. But now, here again, this is about the coming of the Lord, this passage of Scripture. Talking about 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. This is Paul speaking, of course. And he says, Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. He's talking about the coming of the Lord. That day will not come until the great falling away and the man of sin, the Antichrist, is revealed. Those are very significant prophecies. Very significant. Paul is saying, the Bible is saying, that the second coming of Christ will not happen until the falling away from the faith that must come first. And we just read it, and John shared something about it this morning. That's a heavy prophecy, friends. Paul said it. Jesus said it. Peter talked about it. The Old Testament prophets talked about it. A great end time falling away from the faith. People will fall away because of fear, offense, and deception. But it's not going to be a trickle. It's going to be many. There's always a trickle of people falling away. Just using this church for an example. People trickle away. They fall away for whatever reason. You name it. Pick one out of a hat. But they trickle away. We're not talking about a trickling away. We're talking about a mass exit of people from the churches and the faith 
in these last days. We just saw it. Paul just said it. Two very intense signs are in this verse. So how do we know if we are close to the return of the Lord? Question. There will be a global falling away and the Antichrist will be revealed. And this is what the Bible narrative is. This is what the Bible has to say. So until these two things happen, Christ is not returning. It's not a trickle falling away. It's global, and it's huge. The Antichrist revealed is just as huge, and it's no small event. We will know when he's on the scene. We will see if we're alive, the great falling away. But we will also see and know this is the Antichrist. This is him. And as you know right now, and for a few years at least, people are abandoning the faith. John touched on it again a minute ago. But I want to tell you something I found out even this week. I talked to pastors here and there around the nation from time to time. And one told me this week that he was aware of a church of a 1,000 people that was going strong before the virus. And then people went home, they stayed home, started watching on TV, started doing whatever they were doing, found it real comfortable and real easy to stay home. Don't even have to give out that tithe and that offering to the church if they go that far. And the majority of the 1,000 people said that they are not coming back to church, and other ones were having issues with this and that to such a degree that that church is not going to reopen. It's closing down a thousand-member church. That is the beginning of a great falling away, folks. That is the beginning of the church running into lots of problems with people thinking they know better than whatever's going on, they get into pride, they get into fear, they get into deception, they get into this and that and every demonic thing under the sun, and it is a leading into what we know must happen before the coming of the Lord, the great falling away, which will lead to the Antichrist coming onto the scene. People are apathetic. They're struggling to believe. They won't pray. They won't read the Word, and they criticize and come against the ones that do they're angry, they're confused, and causing trouble in many different churches. And that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not God's plan. We are most certainly in the last days, or in the early days, I should say, of that great falling away. We see darkness increasing, but we know where it's all headed. And who's leading if we know what the Bible has to say? We will be less prone to cave in to fear, deception, and apathy towards God and the church leaders and even the local church. People will be less prone to cave in to all these things that the enemy is throwing out there. If we know what the Bible has to say about the end times, we will know where this thing is all headed. Amen. If we know what this says, we are knowing where it's all headed. And that's good, folks, to have the road map, amen? Now listen to this. This is very interesting and very true. 
fit down here. This is a word that's not prophetic in sense, but it's just a, a, tr a word of reality that happened back in 2016, so four years ago, not that long. Many, many world mission leaders that head up ministries that are missionary in nature to the nations of the world said that by the year 2020, that's right now, all 3,000 ethnos or ethnic groups in the world will have heard the gospel. That will fulfill Matthew 24:14, that says this is going to happen. And in the same verse it says, and then the end will come. Another huge prophetic word. Fulfilled, it looks like, by the year 2020. It could even be done now, or it's going to happen soon. But all 3,000 ethnic groups will have heard the gospel, the great falling away, the man of perdition being revealed. It's all on the doorstep. Remember this again. The Bible talks about the end-time generation far more than any other time frame in history. Why is that? Because it is very, very important. It's very, very important. Can you grasp today how glorious and how deceptive, how powerful and how dangerous two major extremes happening at the very same time? No generation has ever seen this. We are in a group that is very unique, folks. Whether you're old, middle-aged, or young, it's a very unique generation. There is no road map for us to follow except the Bible. And did you know that there are almost, this is very, very interesting, did you know that there are almost double the amount of chapters in the Bible that have as their primary subject the end of the age versus the chapters that speak of Christ's first coming and the Gospels. Think about that. Almost twice as many chapters in the Bible talk about the end times and the coming of the Lord, his second coming, versus his first coming and salvation and his teachings from the gospel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have 89 chapters. If you don't believe me, look them up and count them for yourself. 89 chapters, so roughly 90 chapters devoted to Jesus and his first coming and the message of salvation. But almost double that that described Jesus' leadership in the generation that he returns. That's now, folks. Twice as many chapters. And he said he taught on deception more than he did tribulation. Don't be deceived. Know what's coming. Know what is ahead. Get in here. No. Dig in. No. Look for the signs. 
There's signs. There's signposts for us, folks, showing us the way. I'm talking about the Bible and Jesus and his plans for the earth. It's very obvious to me that we need to understand what Jesus and the Word has to say about these end days and the end times generation that we are part of. We need to learn ourselves and then teach the younger ones because even though these things are happening around us, we don't know the day and the hour, amen? We have signposts. We can see things starting to happen, and we're to watch and look and keep an eye on them, keep, keep a clear eye on it, but we still don't know the day and the hour. So it could be us, all of us, at the end when he comes. It could be the middle-aged ones. It could be maybe the, like the two young girls that aren't here this week. Maybe it's babies. We don't know. I have a feeling it's much closer than that. But we have to keep an eye open. We have to be watching. In fact, next week I'm going to be talking about that, the command of Jesus to watch and pray. We're going to be looking at those things from the Scripture in reference to these end days. But Jesus commanded the church to watch and pray. But we need to learn ourselves and then teach the younger ones about these things. We don't know how long we have. It could be a few years or it could be several. We don't know, but we have the signposts in this Holy Bible to lead and guide us. Amen? They are there for us to lead, to lead and guide us. And I close with this today. In the third chapter of Malachi, it says, when the Lord comes, he comes suddenly. So even though we don't know the day and the hour, we have signposts before us, things are unfolding. Who would have ever thought a year ago that we were going to be facing what we're facing today? Things are accelerating. Things are speeding up. They're happening right before our very eyes. It's like, it's like we know what's happening, and now we watch. You want to know more what's coming next? Get the Bible narrative, amen? But it's not time to shrink back. It's time to get tough. It's time, like John said, it's time for some Davids to rise up, some John the Baptists to rise up. A voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the second coming of the Lord. Prepare ye the, the, the end times generation that will be here when he comes back. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to be looking at some other scripture verses next week. And we're going to be talking about watch and pray. But right now today, as we close this message, I encourage you to watch it again, to pray and ask the Lord to reveal to you anything that you need to understand better than maybe you did the first time through. But to encourage you, read the Word. Study and find out what are these things that pastor said today about twice as many 
chapters on the end times, the end time generation, and let me get knowledgeable and learn about this. But let's let's close with prayer today, and then again, um, we'll continue on for a little bit after this yet. Father, I'll have to admit that I was not a great student and knowledgeable until just recently, starting to hopefully become much more inclined to learn a whole lot more about the end times. But Lord, we're there. We're the church. We're the believers. We need to know this is headed to an ending. It's coming. And we need to know where we fit in and what's going on. And I pray, Lord, that starting today, if we haven't yet done it, we will all become wonderful students of your word, wonderful students of prayer and meditation before you, asking your help and guidance and leading us down the narrow path to the narrow gate, letting your word be a light unto our path in these days, Lord. Not that it shouldn't have always been, but now more than ever. We need to be able to tell people, to teach people what is happening around us. Fear and deception is rising up around us in record numbers. We all know people that are walking in it. And the great falling away that has already begun, but it's going to be massive and it's going to be global. But at the same time, Lord... Your glory is going to rise upon your church, upon the people, the the believers, upon the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we ask, Lord, that you are doing that now, even as we felt your presence here today in the worship. And, Lord, I wish and pray and hope and ask for in Jesus' name that we will see a greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit than they did in the book of Acts in these days, Lord. I pray that we will see it to such a degree. I believe we've just barely, barely even scratched the surface of who you are and the power that you possess. But I want to see it. I want to be part of it. I want our church to be part of it. I want this city and this region to experience it. I want people that have fallen away to reconsider and think about getting back on the bandwagon again. I want people that may be teetering now, whether here or wherever they may be, that watch over the Internet, dig in, rise up, be a David, be a John the Baptist, get out there and fight, raise up and fight, get alongside your pastor, support the church, get in there, dig in there and fight, because we need every one of us. We need us all in these last days. And let us learn, let us understand what the Bible has to say about this generation and the coming of the Lord. I ask it today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And now, if anybody sensed the time of worship through this message,